0: The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy.
1: And here we go once again. Hello, seekers, greetings, mystics. Bless you, dear keepers of the flame of life, and welcome to our labor of love. You have tuned to The Open Door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish, promote, and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within.
2: I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, brothers. Hello.
1: You know, we are in um, part two of a short three-part series on the path of personal Christhood. We made the point last week, I want to make it again today, that... It is not an exaggeration to state that embracing our Christhood is the single most important event on the planet.
3: That's, uh, that's pretty staggering, isn't it? Um, it really is. And especially it's staggering because so few people on this planet are aware of that. And I think that's what makes the teachings of the Ascended Masters so unique in the sense that this is the message. You have God within you. Yes, you have karma. Yes, you have sinned. That you have the potential to walk in the footsteps of Jesus. And how many, if they knew that, would choose that? <laughs> what they hear instead is, you're sinner by birth, you know, which yeah. is interesting. And worth- um, you're really worthless, and only because of vicarious atonement do you have any chance of getting it to have anyway, because that's the way God treats people. You know, it just, it, so what do you do? You try and live a good life, you try and be nice to people, but you have been denied The truth of your divine identity, and you have been denied the truth of your divine plan. And um, it's time when we learn about these, say, oh, wow, what do I do now? And that's what the path of the ascension, the path of the teachings of the Senate Masters are all about. It's opportunity if we will study it, understand it, and apply it.
1: Indeed, you know, and we make this point so often, it's still, again, worth making is that the teachings of the ascended masters will be fulfilled and the ultimate goal of the ascension achieved through the Christ. So it begs the question, why have we not heard about this more? Why has it been withheld from us? What are the reasons why this information, this news for our souls, has been undelivered for thousands of years?
3: Well, the answer is pretty simple, Tom. It's because the fallen angels know that if this understanding or truth went forward, their days would be shortened indeed. And they have survived based on milking the light from the light bearers for thousands of years, tens of thousands of years, and they don't want to see that end. And every time a person becomes the Christ, walks the path of their ascension, their days become less because the coefficient of light on this planet does change. So there's great opposition to our souls and to our victory, but God is greater. And once we have this knowledge, and once we use the science of the spoken word, once we get used to walking each day with Archangel Michael and his legions, then we are protected, that nothing can keep us from our journey. It's like Mrs. Prophet said in the excerpt last week, the only person that can prevent us from becoming the Christ is us.
1: Yes. You know, and one of the points that she made and has been made many times before is that this is not a path of burden. It's not a path of self-denial, as many people seem to believe it is. It's a path of joy. It's a path of love. It's, It's something that is so different than what some of us who have been exposed to this in orthodoxy have been led to believe, that it is not the sorrowful way. It is the joyful way.
3: Well, I think it's, it's what we have to decide is, do we want this more than we want the baubles of life? Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, whether political power or financial power or the good life, quote-unquote, is what many people have been taught to desire and as the ultimate goal in life. And as long as that becomes the ultimate goal, they may very well achieve it, but it will deny opportunity to themselves because they have chosen the baubles over the greatest opportunity Um, on this planet, which is to put on your Christhood, become all that God has has planned for us. And this is, you know, the the Hindus have a wonderful term called Maya, or illusion. And so much of the world we live in is illusion, even though it feels very real and very concrete. It's not ultimately real, because if it's not of God, nothing is ultimately real. We do have to deal with uh, the physical planet and the physical world and low back pain, and everything else. But that's, yeah. that's the equation for us to make the progress and to grow and to put on that light that will ensure um, not only our survival, but the survival of this planet.
1: You know, and one of the things that, again, uh, is central and core to these teachings is that there is a practice to be utilized, if you choose, that involves tools that will get you home. And the title of the, today's show we got kind of granular with it. It was the decrees and the dweller, and first off, decrees as tools. Are, this is our ascension toolbox, essentially, which will you know, by utilizing the spoken word, the power of the spoken word in these dynamic decrees, we can focus the energies that we have at, at our disposal, like the violet flame, to accelerate our our passage through the karmic minefields that we've set up to get us home. On the other hand, we have to deal with and have to confront at some point the dweller on the threshold, which is the collective consciousness of all of our misdeeds. You might call it the collective consciousness of our negative karma. But so well, today... Well, the sorcerer's
3: apprentice, you know, that we've all exactly. created. Um, unknowingly, obviously, but it's very powerful. And it's more powerful than we are in some ways. And that's why we need God and the decrees, the spoken word to overcome it. But it can be overcome. Uh, But you have to know your enemy and to deal with it. And of course, most people, because they don't have the understanding, kind of embrace at one level some of their idiosyncrasies and some of their patterns of behavior that they think identify them as individuals. And so we have to identify with who we are in God, not who we are in our human personality or our job or outer circumstances. It's all part of the equation. But You know, it's always seek ye first the kingdom of God. It's not, you know, get up, establish a career, have a family, get a good home, then seek God. Um, It's always God first. And all these things that come onto you, it's not that God is against those things. But what is our priority? You know, we have to love God first and foremost. And that means putting Him and His will first. And when we're willing to do that, that can open the door for many wonderful things.
1: Indeed. You know, one of the quotes from last week's lecture excerpt, and I'll, I'll just read this, was, the person who will claim his Christhood and call forth the Father and the Son to take up their abode in his temple may displace the darkness of 10,000 times 10,000 individuals.
2: Yeah, I, I highlighted that on our on our talking points well, here. isn't that amazing? It's very, very
3: powerful. Wow. Yeah. And you realize that only the presence of God, our human personalities, cannot counteract um, that darkness. I mean, I can... I mean, let's just leave it at that. So it has to be the presence of God within us. Well, how do we get that presence of God? It's by preparing the chalice of our being to receive a greater light and a greater love. And that means we have to order how we live, not perfecting the human, but developing a mastery over our emotions, our psychology, and whatever. It's not human perfection, but it is a learning and understanding how to contain light and harmony. And Mrs. Profit will talk about that a little bit. What do you do with a very angry person coming at you? Exactly. And so forth. So that's why we walk this path. That's why the Ascended Masters have, I mean, voluminous material beyond almost our comprehension, depending on what our needs are, that will show us what is the reality of our life, of the planet, and how we go forward so that we're not duped anymore by the false teachers and the false lies and the, the programming of uh, various religious groups and churches and whatever religions around the world. So um, the light is there, the opportunity is there if we will avail ourselves of it.
1: You know, and the masters remind us constantly that the more we give, the more we have to give and that this is the great joy of living on the path of Christhood and the Holy Spirit.
3: And you know... Exactly. Um, I mean, remember what Jesus taught, those which have... More will be added onto them, and those that have not, that which they have will be taken. And I thought, well, this doesn't sound right. But what <laughs> it is, is those that have light, invoke the light, and can hold the light will be given more. Those that squander the light, misqualify the light, and, and make no effort to, to, to serve God or the light, that which they have will be taken away from them. So it, it does make sense in that context. We have to understand the equation of life on planet Earth. It's not what we think it should be. What we, know, what we need to know is what it is. And that's where the teaching of the Ascended Masters can clear up so many misconceptions, misunderstandings, um, programming that you may have received from various places, maybe good intentioned. But, you know, like they say, ignorance of the law is no excuse. Well, we now have the understanding of the law and opportunity, and therefore we can do better.
1: Well, and it's not complicated either. I mean, I think that to establish the point of Christhood in our hearts, is to basically increase day by day what we can give. You know, it's through good works, by love, by prayer, by teaching, as we said earlier, by giving oneself in service to the light
3: and to life. You know, I was just reading yesterday, Tom and Terry, about Mother Teresa and a teaching that was given about her life and how the love that she contained in her being. And it was a simple love. I mean, nobody can, you know, she went out and served the lowest of the low. Um, in terms of life and opportunity and so forth. And they said her love was so great that she carried within her being, obviously an example to the world, but the light she held changed the whole equation on planet Earth. In other words, it brought more time. A, A karma that might have descended didn't descend at a certain time because of the light and the love that she contained.
1: Well, you know, you mentioned this quite a number of shows back, and we've repeated it a few times since that one person fully focused in their their decree work and their prayer work can hold the balance for, what, a million souls?
3: Well, I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's in the millions. And, boy, you have to understand that, you know, we're not doing that, again, at a human level, but by preparing, even before you put on your Christhood, by living like the Christ, you think the Christ would live. What would Jesus do? How would Jesus live? How would he conduct himself? How would he deport himself you know, in, in terms of honoring the light in himself and others? If you can live like that and a life of devotion, it doesn't mean you're perfect, but you are, strive every day by holding that light, even before you put on the fullness of your Christ self, um, you can hold the balance for literally for millions of people. And um, it, it's, you know, God in you is doing it. We just have to prepare ourselves to hold that light in harmony. And it is possible. And again, Talk about a sense of worthiness, um, that you can serve God in humility and love. And you, no one's going to bring you flowers for doing it, but you'll have, at some point, the eternal gratitude of other people that have been helped and spared certain things because of the light you were able to hold in your chakras.
1: Oh, absolutely right. And one other point I would like to repeat before we go to break is that it is not a sacrifice to become the Christ. The sacrifice is actually holding on to your human baggage.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I I mean, we could go on for a long time doing what we've been doing for a long time. And it really hasn't gotten us anywhere. So So it's time. It's time.
2: I was just thinking that um, for our listeners, if if you claim the fact that you are a son or daughter of God, there is a very, very simple call that you can make because Jesus said, anything that you ask in my name. Uh, I shall grant unto you. So you can just simply make the call in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of my mighty I am presence and holy Christ self, I call for this or that to occur according to God's holy will. I mean, right there, and just took me a few seconds to say that, you can you can start to turn the world around.
1: It's not complicated. No.
3: <laughs> and, and God will answer you in his time and his way. Um, and you know you trust that God hears your prayers and that they will unfold in the best possible way for yourself and others.
1: Well, I I want to qualify that by saying, too, what you just said, Terry, is that we always qualify our prayers and our decrees to be aligned with the will of God.
2: According to God's holy will.
1: Yeah. That's right. Very important. Well, we've got to take a short break. When we return, we'll hear the first of two excerpts from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet about the path of personal Christhood and how to handle unwanted energy. Don't go away. Back in a moment.
4: At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk
5: For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.SummitLighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
4: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
0: You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by The Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. You know, words have
1: power. So the words that we choose are very important. And this is why decrees or prayers spoken aloud are so powerful. It is also why we must always guard our speech. So you might ask yourself, what's more important, being right or being harmonious? Here's more.
6: Mark Prophet used to like to teach the mantra, the Count to Nine Decree. I'd like to tell you about the decree and give it with you. So if you'll take out your decree books. 0.10. How many of you know what it's like to be on the receiving end of a vortex of anger or hatred? <laughs> When you are in that vortex, as though you were in the center or being tumbled by a tornado, the energy is so fierce that if you open your mouth to speak to anyone, that energy will come through you in the spoken word. So the key is not to speak. And if someone wants to engage you, whether it's in an argument or in a conversation, you simply have to say, excuse me, I have a pressing matter to take care of. (laughs) Now, when I asked you if you knew what it felt like to be in that vortex, I actually wasn't visualizing you being confronted directly in person by someone who's very angry and who's shouting and screaming. That's another confrontation that we know about. But the more difficult one to detect and to be alert to and to deal with is where this sending comes from far away, from sources unknown to you or perhaps sources you suspect. And that is the part that I want to address today. Because that anger is unknown and because you are busy doing whatever you are doing, you may start getting the idea that you yourself feel angry, and yet you have nothing to feel angry about. But because most of us take things as being our fault, we start saying, well, I must have this anger in my being. It must be coming up out of a record or whatever, because I myself am really not angry at anyone about anything. And yet this anger persists and persists and persists and weighs you down. So when you determine very clearly that you really have no conflict with anyone, no beef, no bone to pick, nothing going on between you and any individual, and you have not allowed yourself to become angry over any situation, then you are dealing with an outside planetary force of some kind That may simply be the force of Antichrist attacking the path of your personal Christhood. It's important to be alert to this and to get alert to it early and to realize that that kind of energy does not go away. It does not go away unless you do something about it, because it is personally directed at you by someone who is unknown or by a mass entity, that is attacking, for instance, your work in the pro-life movement or your work for this or that cause. And so as you have taken up a cause that is a national or a world cause, so the forces opposing that cause, they will pinpoint you. So it's very important that you realize that you can be in a vortex of anger that is so intense that if you open your mouth to speak, the anger will actually come through your mouth. You will express anger verbally And this is a major initiation. And I would like all of you to pass this test whenever it comes upon you for the rest of your life. And the test is to distinguish whether it is your own or whether it is another's. And in either case, to stop what you're doing, go into your closet, get in your car, take a drive, walk around the block, whatever it is, and use this decree, the count to nine decree. The idea, it's the old saying, that you count to nine before you speak. So this is a decree that Mark Prophet wrote down from the Ascended Master Cuzco. Now this has to be given as a fiat because of what you are countering, which is a mass consciousness vibration. So I will lead it as a fiat together. In the name of the beloved, mighty, victorious presence of God, I am in me, my very own beloved, holy Christ self beloved Archangel Michael, Prince Aramisus, mighty Estrella,
7: goddess of Light, beloved Ascended Master Cuzco, beloved Lanello, the entire spirit of the Great White Brotherhood and the World Mother, elemental light, fire, air, water, and earth, I decree. Come now, my love divine, guard thou this soul of mine. Make now my world all thine, God's light with me shine. I count one, it is done, O feeling world, be still. Two and three, I am free, peace, it is God's will. I count four, I do adore my presence all divine. Five and six, O God, affix my gaze on me sublime. I count seven, come, O heaven, my energies take hold. Eight and nine, completely thine, my mental world enfold. The white fire light now encircles me, all riptides are rejected. With God's own might around me bright, I am my love protected.
6: Let's go back to the situation where this is a personal encounter with someone and there is an angry exchange. There is an argument. There is a difference of agreement. And as a result of this, you may be feeling self-righteous. You may be feeling that you are right and the other person is wrong. You may be angry because of something they have done, some particular situation. You may be angry at somebody who has run into your car and made your day and so forth so in that particular case you have to decide to disconnect yourself from that anger and you need to visualize it because it's wonderful to visualize physical things so you visualize yourself taking this cord and pulling the plug this is you plugged into your own anger and self-righteousness and you have to pull the plug so that you are not actually giving this decree affirming your self-righteousness and your position and being angry with the other person because it's, it's very wrong to give any decree when you are in that emotional state. So here is your choice. You have to say to yourself, maybe you really are right, but being right isn't the ultimate point here. Being harmonious and being the Christ is the ultimate point. And so if you are right and someone else is not going to admit that, what you have to be concerned about is making peace with your God. I gave a lecture about Moses in New York, and I drew from this concept of staying plugged into God, how to stay plugged into God every day of your life. So here you have two choices. You're holding this plug. Are you going to plug it in to this argument? Or are you going to plug it into God immediately and let the light descend and consume this anger, this disagreement, and recognize that the only real important thing that you have to do in this life, no matter what vicissitudes and karma you plow through, is to be loving to everyone you meet no matter if you think this is the worst person that was ever born on planet Earth. It's the love that you express that tallies and that builds your bank account and balances karma and is the molding of the Christ in you. So if it is love that you want and God's love flowing through you, you have to disconnect. You simply have to disconnect. You have to let them have the last word. You have to be silent. Either allow them to go on in the tirade or excuse yourself by and by. But whatever it is, serve the Christ in that person. We are all servants. Who are we servants of? I am the servant of the Christ in you, and I am the servant of your soul. You are the servant of the Christ in one another, and the servant of that soul. So instead of thinking about how you are being wronged and mistreated and misjudged and persecuted and gossiped against and so forth, start thinking, how can I comfort this soul who is so burdened that they have this need to do this to me and to do it to other people? So if you remember the words of Jesus, the servant is not greater than his Lord. That's a very profound teaching. Who is my Lord? My Lord is the Christ of you and everyone. My Lord is Jesus Christ. So if I am serving you and you mistreat me when I am serving you, I have to remember that I am the servant. I am no greater than your Christ self. And I am not going to mistreat you in any way because in that way I am sinning against the Christ who lives in you. So if you have reverence for what the Hindus call the Atman, which is actually like a miniature Brahman living within you, if you know that God is in someone and you are the servant of that God and you can keep that in the front of your mind, I tell you, you will pass your tests from this day forward the rest of your life. And that's what I want to see you do. That's my goal for you. A riptide is just what it sounds like, an intense vortex of discord that rips right through, and suddenly you can find yourself trembling from the energy. It comes upon you so quickly. Now, as you follow the macrobiotic diet and balance the forces of yang and yin within you, you will find that you are far less susceptible to riptides, or energy of any kind. That is the goal of the great Tao, of the balanced principles of the yang and yin within you. And the great Tao and the teaching of Taoism bringing you to that point of centeredness, that point of centeredness is your Christhood. So if you are not fully manifesting your Christhood right now, one of the reasons can be that your four lower bodies are not properly balanced, are not in equilibrium, and your threefold flame is not balanced. So without balance, you see you cannot have the full incarnation of Christ.
1: Well, and so there it is, the ultimate plan of action for your spiritual path. Stay plugged into God, center in your Christhood, and keep your balance. We'll hear more from this life-changing lecture in just a moment. Please stay with us. Don't go away.
8: access lesson one right now completely free no login required simply go to tsl.org
4: It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
0: You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back once again. Thank you for staying with us. What
1: is the dweller on the threshold? And what does it want from us? And what are some decrees we can use to handle anger and the dweller? Here's more.
6: Jesus has given to us other means whereby we can deal with such intense energy of anger, of rage, of hate and hate creation. He has given us decree 2007, the judgment call, and 2009, the call for the binding of the dweller on the threshold. Then he has given to us the reverse the tide decree. Sometimes the momentum of anger generated against you is so widespread that you will not deal with it simply with the count denying decree. You'll have to use your tube of light, your calls to Archangel Michael, and then you will have to call to God to reverse the tide of this energy and direct it back to whom it belongs, the sender, an individual, or millions of people. Now, some people hesitate to do this, but let me explain what really is happening when you either reverse the tide, give the judgment call, or call for the binding of the dweller on the threshold. What is happening is that you know that there is a true self of everyone, the Christ self. There is the soul that is naked, that is attempting to weave the deathless soul or body and return to God. But that soul is often overcome by what is called a dweller on the threshold. It is the lower ego of the carnal mind that is aggressive to the nth and is just below the threshold of awareness. So it's called the dweller on the threshold. You can read about this in Theosophy. So the dweller on the threshold is the not-self of each one of us. And as we go through our life each day and we do our calls to Estrella, we call for the binding of our own dweller on the threshold, elements of that dweller that we see appearing. The dweller on the threshold is something like the Loch Ness Monster. Now you see it, now you don't. It surfaces every once in a while, and everyone says, I've seen Nessie, the monster. (laughs) this prehistoric supposed monster that is at Loch Ness in Scotland. So you catch your dweller when you catch yourself off guard and you see your tendencies to the human consciousness vibrations of criticism, argumentation, pride, greed, etc., etc. So when you see it, you nail it. You go right after it that minute. And you call for the binding of the dweller in the threshold in the name Jesus Christ of that condition of gossip that you just caught yourself in because that's part of your not-self. So the dweller is like um, the chart you see in a butcher shop of all the parts of meat of the cow, you know. So the dweller has sections to it. So you can picture yourself whittling away at the different sections of this beast that you are determined is going to be utterly consumed by the time you have fulfilled your divine plan in this life. So if the dweller on the threshold of anyone is actually what is acting, because that person does not have the dweller under control, then it is lawful for you to call for the binding of the dweller on the threshold, the judgment of the dweller on the threshold, and the binding of the negative energy coming your way, at the same time you pray for the soul of that very person to be cut free and to be raised up into the level of the Christ consciousness and to be liberated from its enslavement to the dweller, whereby that soul may be misqualifying energy and making karma by sending criticism, etc., your way. Now, when you take, for instance, the persecution of the church and you find that the press in many countries and many parts of the United States have written their stories, for instance, likening us to Dave Koresh and the cult in Waco, Texas, where you have literally millions of people on the planet who are thinking because they don't know anything else but what they read in the paper, that that is what we are, then you are handling some of that burden. I handle the burden, you handle the burden. It needs to be transmuted by violet flame. It needs to be dealt with uh, by the action of a circle and sword of Estrella. It needs to be dealt with for the binding of the dweller on the threshold of those who misuse the power of the press and the freedom of the press to publish untruths for sensationalism, and so on and so forth. So when you are on this path and the path of your Christhood, there comes a time when... You are dealing with the entire planetary force field of energy. And although you are the nameless ones, I am not the nameless one. So my name goes along with the articles and the name of our church. So we need to remember that that many people who are totally innocent and know nothing else are being used by the powers that use the press against the light in the world to cause those people to throw hatred or condemnation or fear in our direction. And they are the innocent victims of the next level of those who know that when they publish articles, they can manipulate the minds of the people, their attitudes, their morals, and just about everything else that happens in civilization. So when you are on the path of your Christhood, you must not be burdened. You must pray, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do of the people who unknowingly think ill of this community. On the parts of those who know what they do, you have to go after the dweller on the threshold. And the conglomerate dwellers of the press or the this or the that, agency, government, whatever else might be the source of the opposition. So you have tools in your decree book. You have tools that are given to you in your Keepers of the Flame lessons. Use them wisely, but never direct any type of negative energy toward anyone because that person happens to be engaged in persecution. There's only one justification in prayer, and that is love. And it is loving to call for the binding of someone's dweller because that person, that soul then, is liberated by a certain increment according to the power of your prayer to come higher and to be free to attain union with the Holy Christ Self. So, think about these things and be wise, because you do have to be wise as serpents, know the ways of the serpents, but be harmless as doves, and make sure you do not decree with a wrong vibration. Clear your vibration before you start decreeing. You really can't be obedient to the inner voice of your Christ self or the Master's commandments if you do not have trust. Where does trust come from? In this life and in previous lifetimes, we learn trust from our parents. If we can count on our parents, if they are there for us, we begin to trust and to have the sense that we can trust. We can give our trust to the most important people in our lives. But suppose you were abandoned as a child Suppose you went from home to home. Suppose that everyone that ever took care of you mistreated you. That builds a momentum of mistrust that is very difficult for people to come through. So trust is not something that is automatic. It is either built into us or it is not. And this is why we need to be very careful with people and especially with children. If we give our word then we must keep our word or not give it. Trust then. Trust even comes before faith. Trust is I can count on you, God. I can count on you, my parents. I can count on you, my friend, my priest, my pastor, my fellow Chila on the path. If you don't have that, you are cursed. I mean, it is truly a curse. I know people who cannot trust anyone, including themselves, because they have been so damaged psychologically. This is why Mother Mary has said we should work on our psychology, because if you can't even get past that step on the path, where are you? You don't see God. You see him in the outplaying of events. How do you learn to trust someone you can't see when you can't trust the most important people in your life whom you can see. Think about this and go after your healing in this matter. I don't ask you to trust me. Mark Prophet's famous statement is, trust no man or woman. Trust no one, but trust the Christ of each person. Speak to the Christ of the person. Go directly to the reality of the person. Trust their holy Christ self and call the holy Christ self in the I am presence of a person to act through the person and deal justly with you. To trust anyone more than you trust God, of course, is idolatry. Nothing short of idolatry. So having been betrayed by the most significant people in your early life, You may become nervous when you think you have to trust someone. Your trust in others comes from your taking a soul reading of that person through your own soul. Your soul will never err in telling you whether someone is trustworthy or not. So often, you don't want to believe that someone is lying to you or someone is not trustworthy, but you must listen to your inner Christ. If you haven't learned to trust God in others, You do not have the trust in God that will be your anchor as you go through the storms of life. Life brings good times and bad times. You have to know that neither good nor bad in the human sense is real. Human badness, human goodness is not ultimate reality. On the path of personal Christhood, you have to trust God and the guru and yourself. The guru being the God manifestation of the Ascended Masters.
1: You know, clearly there is a very important key that on the path of personal Christhood you have to know that you can trust God in all things. We'll be back after a short break, please stay with us.
5: Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything it is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
4: Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com.
0: Listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show.
1: Okay, we're back for one more segment. Um, rever- reversing the
2: tide, what does that mean? Well, it, it's a uh... It's an energy that you want to reverse, and it's not uh, something that we need to remember is that we don't reverse the tide on people personally. It's not revenge. It's not revenge. We reverse the tide on the energy that is coming from a source other than the person that we're yeah. looking at or, or addressing. And so it's it's very impersonal, actually, when you think about it. It's it's yeah, uh, sure. It's God's will, you know.
3: Well, I think that's, Terry, if I just may add to that, is that um, – People can be uh, tools, if you will, or can be a channel of very negative energy. In other words, a person might have a little bit of anger towards you, but, you know, as Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. If they are vulnerable, then all this mass consciousness of anger can be f- uh, funneled through them. So, in other words, they may have a little anger, but all this outside anger is coming through them. And that's why, you know, that energy will come on you, and it can manifest very physically. And so when you reverse the tide of energy, you send it back to a source, and obviously the source that's working through that individual, but also on behalf of the individual, so that they might be, they're making karma. When they have allowed themselves to be a conduit for this intense energy, um, then they make the karma for it. So by reverse the tide, you're hoping to to say this person, you know, if God works and says, wake up and says, whoa, this is not something I want to be doing. So you leave that to God to adjudicate things. And, you know, I think it's, I don't know, it was last week or the week before, we do have a judgment call, and what the judgment call does is it invokes love. And because that which is unlike love then can be dealt with. So um, this is not uh, black magic or witchcraft. It's drawing down the light to counter darkness as directed against you or working through anyone else. And when you think about decree, I mean, what do witches do? okay, which is covenants, they get together as Satanists, and they have all kind of rituals, things they recite, and, you know, use bat wings or whatever they do, I don't know, but there's a very, they don't just sit there, They, they misuse the science of the spoken word to invoke darkness, and so when we give decrees, we're invoking light to offset that, and the light works through us, but we don't use the light as a tool other than we send it forth into the planet for the saving of souls, for the awakening of souls, and to counter the darkness that the followers um, are intent on sending forth.
1: You know, you uh, bringing up a, a pretty important point, too, about the fact that uh, energies like anger, they have a force field. It's almost as if they have a life of their own that can be tapped into. So it isn't necessarily just you that is expressing your own anger, but you can actually tap into the force field of universal anger or planetary anger or whatever the case may be, which magnifies it greatly and, of course, makes its its power that much more damaging.
3: Like attracts like. It's a it's law of the universe. And so if you have love, you know, then hopefully you're going to attract love and the light of God to do that. So... Um, that's why we're ultimately responsible. And again, a person can be, an, a, you know, doesn't understand that the little anger they have is being amplified by this tremendous force field of darkness on this planet. And so that's why we have to be guardians of our body, of our souls, of the light that we hold. And again, that comes back to the proper use of decrees um, for your own protection, your, that of your families, your nation, whoever, all the cause of light on this planet. Because if we don't do that, then we can be subject to all this negative energy and darkness is being projected at us. So it's, um, you know, and how many souls have been taken from the screen of life because they didn't understand that equation? And and so it's very important, especially if you're going to be going out and working for some positive things on this planet, you realize there is a force that opposes that. It's not to be feared, but it's to be understood and dealt with.
1: You know, one of the things that uh, was alluded to in that last segment was the fact that it's always appropriate to take the high road. And in this case, we're talking about giving somebody else maybe the last word. And I know for myself, that can be difficult. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that's a great test to know that if you have the ability to plug into God and let somebody else have the last word, even if you know that you don't agree.
2: Yeah, and you can just start it off by saying, oh, uh, yeah, I see what you mean. You know, <laughs> well, Just remain silent. Let them have the you last word. What, what, is, you know, what are you going to do, sacrifice your Christhood You know, for some little point? That's what's at stake. Yeah.
3: But, but it is a challenge because the natural thing oh, yeah. is, you know, it's fight or flight. And if it's fight, you, you try to defend yourself. And it takes work to understand that that's not our role. And, um, I mean, sometimes you have to physically defend yourself, but in terms of, like you said, Tom, letting people have the last word, and that's not easy. One of the things Mrs. Prophet talks about when you're in this vortex of energy of separating yourself out from it, and, you know, years ago when I was very young in my banking career and I was a manager of a branch and had a person at my desk that was seething with anger. I mean, it was just coming out of his ears, so to speak, and uh, I just said, oh, excuse me for a minute, and I went away. For about 10 minutes and it was very hard for him to keep that anger for 10 minutes so when he got back you know when i got back he was much calmer than he had been and then you know i had him repeat his story and repeat it so forth by the time he got the end there wasn't much anger left so you know just get yourself out of the way of that energy you know you don't have to be a doormat um just excuse yourself and as circumstances permit and to keep your attunement. because as mrs prophet says if you're in that vortex when you speak it's going to be anger coming through.
1: Well, and, and that's you know, the essence of that. enlightened self-interest, isn't it? Yeah,
3: there yeah, sure is. <laughs> and you know, ultimately,
2: it's it's love, because what you're doing, if you if you re- retain that force field of love in your being, you're cutting that person loose and setting them free from that, that energy, and you're assisting this soul that you're working with. Indeed. As much as you may quote-unquote hate, which we don't like to do, you, you, you dislike that energy,
1: you're... You're doing the loving thing. Well, you're, you're doing them a, a service. And you're doing mm-hmm. yourself a service as well. Again, yeah. enlightened self-interest. You know, um, I want to kind of bend the river here for a moment. One of the other areas I thought I, I saw Terry's eyes kind of, brows kind of perk up was when <laughs> uh, Mrs. Prophet was talking about media manipulation and how, isn't it interesting how that's so relevant today, our current political climate, national climate is attempting to be diverted or to be shaped by media that is not always entirely accurate mm-hmm. to get, put a, a nice edge on it.
3: Yeah. You know, I saw, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this before, but I saw an individual on the news recently that he, he every day he writes false news, fake news. That's yes. what he likes to yes. do.
1: That's true.
3: And, <laughs> and sometimes it's close enough to the truth that, that, you know, people pick up on it. And I thought, why in the world would that person do that? You know, and so... That's where you need your own Christ attunement if something doesn't vibrate right and so forth. You have to go beyond uh, the outer news. And I think it, it works on both sides of the political spectrum, you know. And so that's where you need your attunement uh, with your holy Christ self. And remember, we're neither of the right or the left. We're of the of the light and the Christ and wherever that light may reside. But, you know, that's the problem on this planet. And And when you think about it, the, the Internet both compounds and helps that because it prevents a single source from, from shaping everything, but then it opens itself up to all these other things. So that's where your attunement with the Christ, your walk with God, the effort you make in this area will help to save your soul, to save your opportunity, and those that you love around you. Otherwise, we just become subject to this energy, these riptides, these force fields, And then people just throw up their hands and say, well, I don't even know what to do anymore. Well, we know what to do. It's invoking light. It's creating a force field of protection around us. And it's by walking in the footsteps of Jesus and God's will that we can be victorious and not only help ourselves, but so many, many other people.
1: You know, and I think that brings us to a a fine ending point, which is that the admonition was to stay plugged into God and to trust God. And as simple as that may sound, that is a great key for salvation.
2: And this uh, subtitle of our show today, uh, The Decrees and the Dweller, uh, the dweller on the threshold is this kettledrum of stuff that from the navel down that we have to deal with. And by doing these decrees, which the ascended masters have given us, we can peel, start peeling that away and becoming more and more of the Christ each and every day.
3: I mean, exactly, think you know, everyone knows what Mount Rushmore yeah. is with these giant, you know, uh, Uh, sculptures, if you will, of these four presidents. Well, before that started, it was just a big rock. And so your Christhood is inside of you, and we've got to, you know, your effort and God's efforts is to chip away on that outer stuff. until all that is left is the Christ. And that will be a day of victory. It will be a day of joy. It will be the day of all days for you and for this planet. Because as we share, putting on your Christhood is the most important thing happening on this planet, bar none.
1: Indeed. Well, um, and remember, too, that we're going to be listening to part three of this series, the final installment next week, which is entitled The Divine Spark, which is your real self, your permanent self. This is a threefold flame. This is what Christhood embraces and emulates and expresses. So on that note, I want to say thank you for listening to this as you have always been faithful. And if, if we hope that you find this information useful as we find ourselves learning new things every week.
2: <laughs> yeah it is useful
1: so how can they get a hold of us Terry if they want to
2: if they can reach us at webradio at tsl.org webradio at tsl.org that's where we are that's
1: where we are and uh, Sid any final
3: thoughts nope I think we said it all or <laughs> this is Prophet
1: did <laughs> mm-hmm. indeed well thank you again for being here all of you on the uh, listening in for being part of this mandala we are grateful may your days be filled with full God's blessings and as we'd like to say that the upward path may Sometimes be difficult The (laughs) rewards
3: Are out are out of this world
1: Thanks everyone God bless you Bye bye for now
0: Thank you again For joining us this week Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.